Today is called extend. I looked up a couple definitions of extend and, and came up with this. Extend. To spread, to stretch, to reach another capacity, to reproduce. Our church is now three and a half years old, and we've been meeting in this theater for three and a half years, and we've had some ups and we've had some downs, but all along God has been faithful, and, and things are, have really turned out really, really great. We've got a great staff. I have to say about the staff that I work with that we truly are as nice to each other all the time as you see us being here at church. It's not just a Sunday morning thing. We really do feel like family to each other, and these people are so competent at what they each do that we have nowhere to go but up. I love each of them just like their family. And at the next extent, extend part two, you'll get to hear from them and what's going on in each of their ministries. But God has taken us on an amazing journey over the last three and a half years. What if I were standing up here today to say that journey has just made us tired That journey has just worn us out, and we're just going to quit. We're just going to close the doors. This is the last day there's going to be a LifePoint Church. You have to find somewhere else to go next week because we're done. We're tired. If I were standing up here delivering that news today, would you mourn? Would you be sad? And even more than that, would the community mourn? Would they drive by and say, hey, whatever happened to that church that used to And then fill in the blank. I want us to be the kind of church that would be missed if we cease to exist. I want us to be the kind of church that if for some reason it just dropped off the face of the earth and we didn't exist anymore and we dissolved the whole thing, that the community would say, whatever happened to them? We miss whatever it is they used to do. That's the kind of church I want us to be. That's the kind of church every leader in this church wants us to be. And I'm willing to spend whatever it costs. I'm willing to take whatever risk necessary to be the kind of church that would be missed. Because if we wouldn't be missed, then we're not making a difference. Author and pastor Bill Hybels, when he's talking about churches, he says that there's two kinds of churches. Basically, there are Harbor churches, and there are open water churches. Harbor churches are the ones that are predictable. They're anchored in the harbor, and they enjoy the safety of the harbor, and they don't really do much different from year to year. They just kind of sit there and just kind of enjoy the safety and predictability, and they know everything that's going to happen, and they're just anchored in the harbor, and they're okay with that. Then there are open water churches, churches that take chances, churches that take risks, churches that say, you know what, we're going to head for the open water. We don't know everything that's out there. We don't know what kind of storms are going to come up. We're not sure what's going to happen, but we know that we're fit up to go into the open water. And if it's taking on winds, if it's taking on storms, whatever it is, we're going to stay in the open water. Life point, as long as I've got anything to say about it is going to be an open water church. We're not just going to sit in the harbor anchored and just enjoying predictability. If you like the harbor, if you like staying there, you're going to be uncomfortable today. (laughs) You're not going to be comfortable week to week here if you like predictability and knowing exactly what's coming. 
Today, I'm going to share with you some specifics, some next steps that you can take, some next steps that the church is going to take. If you listen, if you apply what I'm getting ready to say, I know it's going to change our church, and I promise it can change your life. It does involve some risk, but like I've already said, we're not going to sit in the harbor. But there's a foundation to everything I'm going to share with you today, because I'm going to talk about some numbers and facts and figures and some statistics and building facilities and all that kind of stuff. And if you just hear that, then you're not listening to what I'm saying. So I thought, well, I better give a foundation to the why for everything else I'm going to say. There's a verse in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, that is the foundation for everything else I'm going to share with you over the next few minutes. It says, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven, those who do not know God and have not obeyed Christ will be shut out from the presence of the Lord. Do you think we believe? You're thinking, well, you believe that people will be saved, people will be lost, people will be shut out, and God would send somebody away from his presence? Yes, we believe that. And that's the foundation. If we don't exist for that, then what do we exist for? To help people spend eternity with God. To help people not only find hope for eternity but to find hope for today. In case you haven't checked, we're all getting older, right? From the day you were born, you were getting older. Now, I hit 40 this year, and for the first time, it was like, wow, brick wall, okay. If I'm halfway through, man, you know, I've, they call 50 midlife, but I'm like, you know, middle age, I'm thinking, there's not a lot of 100-year-old people walking around. So I think I might have hit it. But anyway, we're all checking out of here one way or the other. Either sooner or later, we're all checking out. From the day we arrive, we're on our way out. So what comes after this life is a lot longer than this life is. So we believe that no one should be shut out from the presence of the Lord. And God has given us his spirit. Any Christ follower has God's spirit in them. So our obligation is to help people not be shut out from the presence of the Lord. So everything I share with you today is because we want people to get in on this. We want as many people as possible to know about the hope they can have in their lives because of Jesus Christ today and the promise of where they can spend eternity. And as I talk about growth, as I talk about next steps, this is foundational. So everything I'm going to talk about today is on that foundation. And I wish I had time to let you hear story after story of people who have either emailed or called or come into our office and said, let me tell you how my life has been changed over the past three and a half years being involved with this church. People's lives are being changed because that is our foundation, is to change lives, to help people find hope. That is what we're all about one person at a time. You've heard me say that over and over. You've heard me say, no matter where you are, look for your next step. Whether you've been a Christian a day, whether you're not even a Christ follower yet, whether you've been a Christ follower for 30 years, look for your next step at life point. You've heard about that philosophy of everybody needs to take their next step. We're about helping one life at a time begin and belong and grow. And now today I'm going to give you some concrete ways to do that. Here's a couple of observations I've made about growth. Growth, if it's ever going to happen at the church level, first it has to happen at the individual level. And I'm talking about real growth, 
Not artificial growth, but real growth that comes from the inside out. You know what? Artificial growth is kind of like swelling. I mean, we could gather a whole bunch of people, but does that mean people are growing? We could gather two times, ten times, however many times more we wanted to gather by just putting on a better show and maybe more people would come. But what I'm talking about is real growth that comes from the inside out. Real growth, like that plant is artificial. This plant is real. Now, this plant, it looks fine, looks, looks okay. It'd probably look good hanging up and somewhere. But the thing about this plant, if, if you leave it there and it sat there for 20 years, it would still look just like that. It would still just be one plant because it's not alive, because it's fake. It's artificial. It's dead inside. It may look great on the outside, but on the inside, it has no ability to reproduce, no ability to extend itself because... It's artificial. But this plant, you can cut it in half and plant another one, and then you've got two plants. And you can cut that one in half and plant another one, and then you've got three. And 20 years from now, this plant may have produced 200 plants. And this one produced nothing. That's the difference in real growth and artificial growth. You could have thousands and thousands upon thousands of these and they would always just be these because it's all on the outside. It's all artificial. This plant can reproduce. It can extend. And as the years go by, it will become more and more plants. If you're a Christ follower, it's because somewhere in your past, somebody got serious about real growth in their life. Somewhere in your past, somebody got serious and said, you know what? I don't want that person to spend eternity separated from God. I want that person to have a hope in their life today and hope and a promise of something after this life. If you follow Christ today and say, yes, I'm a Christ follower, somebody in your life, parent, friend, coworker, somebody got serious about growth and said, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm going to extend. I'm going to reproduce and I'm going to share this message with somebody else. Personal growth almost always leads to corporate growth. So our goal is not to just say, we want to get bigger, bigger, bigger. Our goal is to say, I want you to get deeper, deeper, deeper. I want you to get it more and more and more. And as a group, as a church, for us to get it more and more and say, we want real growth, not artificial growth. The real stuff that transforms people's lives. And over the last few months, we've started communicating to our leaders. If you're in leadership here, you've probably already heard Darren or Rob or or Joel or me say, you need to find an apprentice. You need to find somebody to do what you do. You need to reproduce yourself. You need to extend. It's healthy and it's natural. Living things grow. At a house we used to live in, we had this huge Bradford pear tree, biggest one I've ever seen. I think it had something to do with it being planted over the septic tank, but it was huge, it's a huge tree. And every time I would mow the grass, every week there would be little saplings sticking up out of the ground. I would, I would cut them off and they would come back. I would cut them off and they would come back because that tree was alive and it just did what was natural. It grew, it reproduced, it was wanting to grow other little trees yet there was a fake plant hanging on our front porch that stayed the same all the time we lived there. It never changed. 
real growth, real growth has to start at the personal level. So that's the foundation behind some of the specifics that I'm going to share with you today. That we want to help people not be shut out from the presence of God. And we believe that people who do not find God and do not have a relationship with Him will be. That's what the Bible clearly says. So here's some ways that you can connect with God individually. Before I talk about what the church is going to do, let me talk about some things you can do and you need to do. I'm going to give you a list of things that you can do. If you're saying to yourself, you know, I'm not growing. I'm, I'm frustrated because I just don't feel connected. And things just aren't connecting with me. And whether it's Sunday morning or small groups, it's just not connecting. Well, you're about out of excuses after what I shared today. It's going to be time to jump in. These are mostly new things I'm going to share with you. We're still going to have service teams and small groups and all that kind of stuff. But here are some new ways for you to jump in. Some new ways for you to experience real growth. The first one may sound kind of funny, but it's just come to church. If this church doesn't work for you, if there's a reason, I mean, go to church. But go to church, that's kind of the first step. Go to church. And you might think, go to church? Well, we're here. Why is he telling us that? A few months ago, I decided to get out our What's Up card. And for the people that did fill out those What's Up cards, and we have those in the database, I thought, how many people frequent our church? Because it seems like there's a lot of new people coming in and out. So how many people would that be if we added it all up? If everybody that comes to LifePoint at least once a month came on the same Sunday, there would be over 600 people. So just in case you're wondering if we just meet on the first and third Sundays, we meet every week, every week, every Sunday, unless I think there's been one Sunday in the history of this whole church we have not met on a Sunday. So it's pretty sure like a 99% chance if you show up, we're going to be here. So that's a first step. You might want to write that down if this is your once a month time and just, just write down, hey, maybe I should just go a little more and get myself a little more plugged in. Another thing that we're going to do, because we recognize that in this 30 minutes or less that I have to talk to you every week, there's some depth that just can't happen in this amount of time because there can't be discussion. It's often not 30 minutes. It's more like 21 or 22 minutes. But there's some depth that just can't happen. And recognizing that, as we sat down as leaders, we said, we need to offer something so people can get a little more connected with Scripture. They can look and read and go home and study and listen from a qualified teacher. So because of that, because we believe what Hebrews 4.12 says, for the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The teachings of the Bible are transformational. They will change your life. So starting July 22nd, we're going to have a short-term class, six weeks over in Theater 2 at 1030 called Full Access, a backstage look at the Bible. And what it is, is if you've got a question about the Bible, if you want to refresh your course, when I looked at the outline, I was like, wow, I want to go attend this. Can I get somebody else to speak for six weeks? This is good stuff. And you, you can be able to pick up an outline in a few weeks, but you can sign up for that. This is the first thing you can mark on your WhatsApp card, full access, July 22nd, over in Theater 2. It's going to be taught by somebody who will not like me describing him as this, but he is a world-renowned scholar, 
His name is Dr. Dan Blazer, Duke professor, bunch of titles after his name. But more important than all that stuff, he is a man of God and he knows God's word. And he's going to teach and share and have an opportunity for you to ask questions in this class called full access. You'll have an opportunity to learn things that maybe you never knew about the Bible and how it relates to your life and how it relates to other religious books in the world and and just all kinds of great stuff about the Bible. So if you've been saying, I want to go a little deeper, you know, I want to go a little deeper than what we're able to get on a Sunday morning. That's fine. You, You should want that. Then sign up for that. Then say, I want to go July 22nd. And it's for six weeks. Just mark on your WhatsApp card, full access and we'll know exactly what you're talking about. Another thing we're going to do is called Starting Point. And that's a 10-week class. It's starting in the fall. It's a great opportunity for you to grow. It's about how your story and God's story fit together. How God has been in pursuit of humans for all time. And how God wants your heart. And it's a community discussion where you can meet together and you get CDs. And I think maybe DVDs. And you go home and watch or listen to those. And that's going to start up in the fall. We don't know when yet. But sometime in the fall, probably sometime in September, that's going to start up. You don't have to mark that on your WhatsApp card, but mark it in your mind and think, I want to go to that. Because it's for anybody that's a new follower of Christ, yet to be a follower of Christ, or anybody that just wants a refresher course about, hey, this is what God's story and my story is all about. Last week, we had Check It Out and Pizza with the Pastors. And we haven't had a Check It Out meeting in two years at LifePoint. We changed the format a little bit, added some pizza. All the pastors come. And there were several people there last week that got to hear a little bit more about our church. The next one is August 12th. It's an opportunity for you to grow. On June 23rd, we're having our first ever in the history of the church, What We Believe class. And that's going to be at the LifePoint Hub, same place we have Check It Out. That's June 23rd on a Saturday morning. The details about that, I think, are in your program this week. Another thing that we're going to do as a church is start to do things, and I know many people probably welcome your neighbors anyway, but I've noticed in my neighborhood, there's a lot of people move in. There's a lot of people move into my neighborhood every year, probably four or five already this year, and I thought, we need to do something when new people move in our neighborhoods. So we checked in on how can we find out who moves in where, and I thought, well, you know, the best way to do that is to let you do it. You know when somebody new moves into your neighborhood, so what we're going to have Starting today, you can order these or new neighbor buckets. And you can go up to your neighbor, knock on the door, and give them this new neighbor popcorn bucket. It's got candy and popcorn, two free movie passes in there for Six Forks Cinema, a LifePoint pen, uh, some Whoppers, a little bit of info about the church. And the way this is going to work is you do it. You write on your WhatsApp card, starting today, just put welcome bucket. That's all you have to put and how many you want. And by next Sunday, they'll be waiting for you out at the info booth. You can pick them up. You can go knock on your neighbor's door. Welcome to the neighborhood. Here you go. You can do that every, if it's six months from now, somebody moves in, right on your WhatsApp card the next week. We'll put them together in the office. We'll bring them to you. Now, if you have an extra 20 bucks in your pocket, you can exchange that for one of these. But if you don't, don't worry about it. Nobody's going to bill you for it. Nobody's going to ask you about it. It costs about 20 bucks to put these things together. And we'll pay for every single one of them if we have to. Because I think it's worth it when somebody new comes to the neighborhood to say, here you go. We'd like to let you know what makes a difference in our life. And strike up a conversation about their spiritual life or their kids or whatever. So our expectation is that you order these. That you write today. Hey, I I know new people in my neighborhood. I want this many welcome buckets. 
That's an expectation. Every staff member has agreed to do their neighborhood. I'm doing my neighborhood. I'm going to go knock on doors. Darren's doing his. Rob's doing his. Joel, Summer, everybody. We're all doing our neighborhoods. So now we need you to do your neighborhoods and let people know that we care and welcome them uh, to our city or to our neighborhood. And then another thing that we're going to be doing is called Life Point in Action. And what we're going to do with Life Point in Action, we are going to provide opportunities for you to serve, maybe in a way you've never served before. We've got, uh, you've probably seen our big trailer sitting out here by the road. We've got another one of those trailers, and we're going to put Life Point in Action on the side of that. We're going to adopt a community downtown, a street, a block, however we work that out, and we are going to make a difference, not just for Christmas, not just for Thanksgiving, but 365 days a year. We're going to make a difference in that community with Life Point in Action. Phil Lauer is going to be fitting up that trailer, putting tools in it, lawnmowers, whatever we need. And so when it's time for us to go work, we just let you know what the Go and Do Ministry's got planned, and here we go. We go downtown, and we adopt this neighborhood, and we mow lawns. We put roofs on houses. We get to know the people. We babysit. Maybe we have a block party. Maybe we help somebody find a job, and we let them know we care about you, and we're not just trying to make our consciences feel better by giving you some Christmas presents. We want to be here every day of the year, and we want to transform if it's a row of 10 houses or whatever. We want to help transform that one area right there. That's called Life Point in Action. Be looking for it. Be looking for the trailer. Be looking for ways you can get connected with that. It's in the planning stages, but we're talking to people with the city, with the county government, everything, so we can be involved in changing one life at a time, and not just one or two days a year, but every day. There's another one coming up I'd love to tell you, but I can't. Next week, I promise. Okay, so there you go. There's some ways that you personally can get involved. You personally can grow. Now, I am not responsible for your growth. I'm responsible for giving you opportunities. That's what we're here for is to provide opportunities. But sooner or later, you've got to take responsibility for your own spiritual growth. And stop looking out and asking somebody else to do it. You've got to take responsibility and do it. And when you do that, your growth will be real. That's what you can do as individuals. Now, here are some next steps that we're going to take together. Remember the foundational statements that I made about where we want to help people not spend eternity shut out from the presence of God. That's foundational to everything I'm going to share with you. We have to move out of this theater. Not because anybody's making us, but because there are more people that need to hear and need to experience. And if you notice, there's just a couple of empty seats in here. And second service, it could be even all the way down front. And it's time for us to move beyond this theater. We've been here for almost three and a half years. It's time to go. And the first question you might say, well, why in the world would we do that? Well, one thing is space. I'm pretty sure what's going to happen this fall. It's summertime now. There are a few more empty seats. But I'm pretty sure what's going to happen this fall when school's back in and everybody's back and thinking about going back to church and people show up, we're going to be over full again. And we've tried things. Last fall, we tried doing a simultaneous service. I don't know whose idea that was, but that just didn't work. It drove us crazy. We've done all we can do right here. 
We've experienced some great times together right here. The beginning, going through what seemed to be a very difficult, what was a very difficult time, and God raising us up out of that and saying, I'm with you and you're going to be okay, and we are. But this fall, there's going to be people coming to know Christ. There's going to be people saying, I want to go check that place out because, hey, I got a welcome bucket. Or, hey, my neighbor says that she's growing like she's never grown before at this church. I want to go check it out. And when that starts to happen... You're going to get contagious. People are going to come, and we're going to be out of seats. And that has happened every fall since our existence. This past fall and winter, literally, ask the ushers, people have come to the back door, looked down, couldn't find two or three seats together, and they just go home. Or they stand in the lobby the whole time. It shouldn't be that way. So because of that, one, that's one reason we're going to move beyond the theater. It's not just a question of space. It's also a question of function. If you come to second service, you know when we say amen, what's it time to do? Not just break down, what else? Leave, get out of here. We have to say it sometimes. Hey, we love you, just go on home. Take it out on the sidewalk. Go somewhere else. I'm tired of having to say that. I want to see people be able to stand around afterwards and have some conversation and get to know each other a little bit better. I would love to be able to stand and talk to some of you guys, but it just doesn't always happen that way because when time comes, we got to go. I can go over first service because we've got a little cushion. Second service, right now, I would just have to, that's it. That's all you'd hear. We'd have to stop because there's a movie starting, and we would have to get out. And we've explored option after option after option, and I can't say this is where we're going and this is exactly when because I don't have those answers. I was hoping to have those today, but I don't. It's going to be as soon as possible. Now, I know what your next question is. What, what do you think it is? I've said why, and I've said when. Now, what's the next one? Where? Where's it going to be? Now, when we talk about where, there's not a lot of 450, 500 seat auditoriums in North Raleigh. I just want you to know that. So the options are kind of getting narrowed, narrowed down. And over the next few weeks or within a month, we should be able to say when. Here's what I want you to think about. It's going to be closer to some people, and it's going to be further away from some people. Can't avoid that unless something appears next door that's not there right now. So somebody's going to go, yeah, it's five minutes closer. And then somebody's going to go, can you believe they're moving in it? I got to drive like four more, five more miles. Let me ask you something. Anybody like to shop? What if all of a sudden Crabtree Mall or Triangle Mall or Lowe's or Home Depot said, you know, we got to move. This is not working for us anymore. And they move five or 10 minutes further away from your house. Are you going to say, that's it, done. No more home improvement around my house. I'm not going anymore. Forget the mall. I'm, I'm done with malls because they moved. So you may have to sacrifice. Well, you know, that distance, it's not going to be any more than, I would say, absolute most 10 minutes. That would be if you're on the way in and we go to the other way. And that would be the most it would be, would be 10 more minutes for you. If they moved your favorite restaurant, would you stop eating? No, you would go. You would drive to where they are. So that answers why, that answers when, and that answers where. And as you take that challenge and grow deeper, the challenges I've given you, and you start to grow deeper, the church is going to grow wider. That's how it works. That's real growth. That's not just trying to assemble a bunch of people in a room to hear good music and a message that makes them a better whatever. That's real growth. When you grow deeper, the church naturally grows wider. I don't know if that's five people or 5,000 people. The growth is God's job.
1 Corinthians, Paul is talking to that church and he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but it was God who made it grow. So by moving out of here, we're going to be in a better position for God to provide the growth. I know that's waiting on this church. At the same time, we're moving to the next facility, wherever that's going to be. We're also going to pursue something of our own, something permanent. But that takes a long time. The two reasons it takes a long time. One, there's just not an abundance of stuff in that area. Just drive around. We've done it for two years plus, and we haven't been able to find it yet. And it costs a lot of money to get anything like that, I promise. So at the same time we're pursuing that, I want you to realize we're not going to go into unmanageable debt to where I have to come sit in your living room and go, hey, could you maybe do a little more this month because we're barely making the mortgage. We are not going to do that. We will have to do some kind of debt, but we're not going to be in an unmanageable situation where more money goes to debt than it does to ministry. The average church that builds a new building, 75% of everything that comes in goes to pay for that building. I'm just not going to lead us down that path because we want more people to get to know God. Not here that we got to pay off our debt and we got to do campaign after campaign. So that's going to be happening at the same time. Another thing that's going to happen is long-term, LifePoint is going to be a multiple site church. And you may think, what in the world is that? It just means that we believe you can't build a building big enough to contain all that God wants to do. We believe that buildings shouldn't be our pursuit, although we're probably going to have one one day, but it's never going to be the pursuit. We also believe that we have a message because we're out in the open waters. We have a message people need to hear. As long as we have the resources and the vision and the people, we're going to seek to put other LifePoint churches all around the triangle area. And you'll hear more about that as it comes along because instead of saying, we're going to build this huge building, 10, $12 million, $20 million, and you all drive over here. Everybody in this county should drive North Raleigh to our big building that we've built. That's not the way it's going to happen. It's going to be, why don't we go there where they are, meet them in their community, just like you were met in your community, and let's just do it again. And then let's just do it again. Does that look more like this plant, or does it look more like that one? It looks to me like more real growth. Multiple sites will help us reach more people with less resources. That's a fact. We're not going to jump out and do that next week, but it it is coming. That's going to become part of the DNA of our church. And then the last thing about our future that I want to share with you is, up until now, many of you know this, some of you probably don't, we had an off-site management team. Really up until about last August, we had an active off-site management team that each were part of 13 churches that helped plant LifePoint Church in 2004. That team is now dissolved. It doesn't exist. And we transition. We're in the process of transitioning completely over to local LifePoint management. I'm going to have you meet those guys at Extend Part 2. There are several people now on local LifePoint management that have leadership and management responsibilities of certain areas. One example are the three men that take care of our finances and provide accountability in that area. And we've just put several people over just about every area we can think of in the church to to aid with that management. Now, I tell you all that stuff because we believe the message of Christ brings hope. We believe that we have a message that can help people from a situation where, and a lifestyle to where they're going to be shut out from the presence of God 
to where they can spend eternity with him. And he can help them in this life find hope and claim the promise of eternity with him. That's why, that's the why to everything I shared with you today. May we never be like this. I would rather have one of these than hundreds of those. Because this is real. This is when people say, I want to make a difference in the world. This is when a church says, we're heading out for open waters. We're not just going to stay anchored in the safety of the harbor. We are heading out to open waters, and it's risky, and it's scary, and emotionally, you think, oh, no, I love this place, and it's great, and it's pretty, and you walk right up and get a donut, park right at the door, you know, it's great. But sooner or later, you've got to say, it's time to take some risk. It's time to take a chance and go to the waters God wants us to be. Because one time, I was one of those people who would have been shut out from the presence of God. But somebody said, you know, I want to grow and I want to share this message with him. And then somebody else invited me and then somebody else taught me. And then somebody else helped me grow. There are more people like that out there that need to be brought in to a relationship with God and transform their lives. Let's be that for people. Let's be the place where they can find life transformation. Whether it's through you growing or you taking them a bucket or you serving and putting a shingle on their house, whatever it is, let's be that for people. Put away the comforts of the harbor and head for the open waters. Now my question is, are are you with me? Are you with me? That's what you need to answer on your own. Am I with what he just shared with us today?